Hi, this is your host, Della Wren. Welcome to today's episode of Master Your Being, a show where I talk about how to master your thoughts, feelings, and behavior while sharing my own journey of self-mastery with you along the way. Be sure to follow me on social media to see what I'm up to. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Mastodon by searching for The Della Wren. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Hey folks, welcome to, welcome back to Master Your Being. This is Della Wren. I hope you are doing well. So I've had a busy few days and I made a shift in how I do things. So what I want to do today is riff on something that I wrote about um, for my new subscription program called Mastering Your Being, or Mastering the Illusion, sorry, this is Master Your Being, um, Mastering the Illusion. And what I was talking about in that booklet is the idea that your perception makes you feel like you need control that you need to have a death grip on your reality. Otherwise, it turns into chaos. That you need to somehow manage all the things. Otherwise, the world will blow up. (laughs) That perception kind of keeps you stuck. It keeps you... It keeps you very busy. (laughs) It keeps you occupied. Um, It definitely gives you something to do, uh, but probably not in a good way because you spend a lot of time being very stressed out, very worried, um, maybe even a little paranoid. You spend a lot of time frustrated, trying to get everything around you under control. But one of the things that it makes you control is not just sort of the, um, the inanimate things in your world. It also makes you control the people around you. And this causes you a struggle. So, because you don't have control over those people. The other adults in your life, you do not have control over those people. Now, Parent-child relationship is a whole different world. And if your children are adults, then you have to transition to allowing them to be adults and not having control. Okay, I have a 20-year-old daughter in Canada here. The legal age is 18. She's been an adult for a couple of years. She still lives with me. I have absolutely no rules for her. She does whatever she wants. She's an adult. I have relinquished my any sort of remaining control that I had over her. I let go of the day she turned 18. I backed off. She is an adult and she does what she wants, okay? But that's the parent-child relationship. And that's the point of the parent-child relationship, by the way, is to grow them up until they hit 18 or 21, whatever it is, and then let them go. The goal is to let them go, right? Your job as a parent, even though you may continue to live on and your your adult children continue to live their lives and you continue your relationship with them 
your function as a parent is meant to stop. It's meant to end. It's not meant to be a permanent relationship where you're taking care of them the same way you did when they were two and three years old or little babies or even school age. That role is meant to end. That, that role stops, right? So let's get back to adult relationships because that was a tangent. <laughs> adult relationships. You don't have control. You have to let people do what they do. And then the trick is to not take that personally, to not take that on, to not be bothered by it, right? So the other day on social media, I, po I posted something and I said, let people bring you their problems and don't worry about it. People can bring you whatever they want. What you do with it is up to you, right? So you probably have that one friend or maybe you have a couple of friends like this and they bring you all their problems. They bring you all their everything. And you get tired of it, right? And you're like, I wish they'd stop. But part of the reason they keep doing it is because every time you, they bring you something, every time they bring you those problems, I used to call them dead birds, every time they bring you a dead bird, like the cat bringing home the dead bird, you'd reward the cat for bringing home the dead bird. So you reward your friends for bringing you their problems because you make the choice to fix all the problems. Your friends have the ability your friends are allowed to do what they want. They can bring you their stuff. The deal is, once they bring it to you, it offers you a choice. You immediately have the choice to help them or not. And you don't always have to help them. You see, that's where, that's where the point of control is. Your point of control is not in whether or not they bring you a problem. Your point of control is in whether or not you fix the problem or help them solve the problem. That's where your point of control is. So the idea is that you find your point of control in every situation. Where do you have control? Where is my point of control? My point of control is not out there. So it's not in the other person. It's not in the circumstance that's going on outside of me. My point of control is within me. Where is the first place in what's happening in which I get to make a choice for myself? Where is that? Look for that in every situation, circumstance you find yourself in. Where is the first place in what's happening around me that I have a choice that I get to make? either around what to do or not do, what to say or not say, how to act, how to behave, how to whatever. Where is the first place that I get to make a choice that allows me to control me? And ultimately then how, if affect what's happening around me. Where is the first place I have control? That's always what you're looking for. You're looking for that first point of control.
The first time you get to make a choice, the first time words come out of your mouth, that's a choice. The first time you go to do something, that's a choice. That's your first point of control. And what you say or do right then and there affects what happens next. That's your point of control. So when your friends bring you problems, your point of control is in that. It's there. Because they're bringing you the problem. They don't say, will you help me with it? So they're not asking for permission. They're not asking you for help. They're telling you what they want you to do, probably, right? Because that's usually how it sounds. But what you have to realize and what you need to understand is just because they're sort of presumptive with it doesn't mean that you have to go along. Right? If you've ever done sales or you've ever listened to a telemarketer or been in sales, a lot of them presume yes. They presume you're going to buy the thing or do the thing or sign up for the whatever. They have that presumptive yes. And so the question they ask is not, do you want to do this or not? It's more of a, can I go ahead and sign you up for this? Can, I'm going to go ahead and sign you up for this, right? They, they don't really even ask. They kind, of, they kind of avoid the question entirely. And in some ways, our friends and family do the same thing. There's a presumption that so-and-so will help. And so they skip the part where they actually ask you. And they just come in and dump the problem at you. They throw it on you, Right? And that's the piece where you have to realize that you have power there. That presumptive thing isn't necessarily true. And it doesn't take your choice away from you. Right? So what I find interesting is people call this boundaries. It's not really a boundary. You're making a decision for yourself. That's not a boundary. You're always allowed to make the choice. You think of it as a boundary because you've never... You've never considered it to be an option. Like, what do you mean I have the right to say no? Well, duh, yeah, you've always had the right to say no. You just never believed that. Because you didn't have it around you. Nobody, nobody did that. Friends call you up and say, hey, I have this problem, blah, 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 blah. And they tell you about it and they don't say, do you mind? Is it okay if? Right? And so one of the things that happens and, and certainly one of the things that I've started to do for my friends and for myself is it's like, do you have the bandwidth for this right now? Are you okay with this? Right? I actually do ask, which is something that comes with the awareness that we are presumptive with our friends and family. We assume. And we forget to ask the question. And so we see it as a boundary. 
Because what happens is it's that first awareness of, well, I don't really have to do that if I don't want to. But it's not actually a boundary. It's just you making a choice for yourself. You're taking back the choice and you're no longer just going along with the presumption of so-and-so will help. So what's really cool is because you recognize that now, because you see it, start asking. Start asking your best friend if he or she has the bandwidth for that right now. Ask the question. Are you okay to help me with this right now? Do you have time? Right? You have that best friend. You text them at 3 a.m., you know who they are and you don't even think about it because that's the kind of a relationship that you have with that person. What would happen if you asked the question? Do you have time for this? Do you have the bandwidth? Can we talk? Are you okay with that? What happens when you do that? How does that change the relationship? People will be shocked when you start asking them if they have time for you. When you give people their choice back. What would happen if you gave people their choice back? Does the mind immediately go to, what if they say no? (laughs) Oh my God. Like, what if they all say no? What if nobody will help me? Does the mind go there? Did that, did that freak you out? Did you go to that place? Are you worried now? Do you see why we presume the help? It's because we're scared to ask the question because we're afraid the answer might be no. So here's what actually is going on. This is mastering the illusion, guys. This is what we're doing. This is how we do it. We master the illusion because we start to understand what's actually happening in reality. There's what you see, and then there's the reality of what's happening behind the scenes there. It's what you don't see. When you stop helping that person, you think, I've put in a boundary and they got mad. Well, what actually happened? They were making a presumption that you would help. They didn't actually ask if you would help or not, they assumed. You inserted the choice that they never really gave you, right? And then you decided not to help them. And it pissed them off. Why did they get mad? They're mad because they're afraid. What are they afraid of? The fear that nobody will help me. The fear that you don't care. Because you see what's happened is there's a whole hidden conversation there that never occurred. 
There's a whole conversation that never happened. There's a conversation there about asking if it's okay and having the choice and understanding that just because I don't have time right here doesn't mean I won't have time later, doesn't mean I can't help you in the future, doesn't mean I'm never going to help you again. That conversation matters. When you've built a relationship around the presumption that when somebody drops a dead bird in your, in your driveway, you are immediately going to reward them with treats for bringing you that dead bird. You're immediately going to help them. When you've built a relationship around that presumption and you suddenly change that, It is beneficial to you to have a conversation that sounds something like, you know what, I've got a lot going on in my life right now, and I don't always have time for X, Y, or Z. And If you need my help, please just ask. And when I have time, I'm more than happy to help you. And when I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sure you can find other friends to help you. There's a conversation there that you can have to mitigate some of that. If you want. Right? There's also the possibility that you're just tired of that relationship and that person's a drama queen, right? That person is just bringing you their stuff all the time, whatever, whatever, right? And you're like, I'm done, <laughs> right? And that's okay too, right? And in that kind of a scenario where you're like, I had enough of this, and you just sort of want to cut off the relationship, that's a different thing altogether, right? But for those relationships that you actually want to maintain, and you just want to take your choice back, there's a conversation there that you can have with that other person that will give you the choice back. Now, I don't consider that a boundary. I don't think of that as a boundary. The choice was always there. It was the presumption that, of the answer that was the problem. Right? The choice was always there. It was the presumption that was the problem. And because it was the presumption that was the problem, it just requires a quick conversation to fix. And most people, when they clue in, they go, oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm sorry, right? Like they're immediate. When they care and there's mutual respect and there's mutual understanding there and you have that conversation with somebody, they're immediately gonna go, oh shit, I'm sorry right? I didn't even think about it. Right? And it's absolutely fine. And there's no nothing going on. But when you just implement that hard wall, and you don't have that little conversation. Yeah, then you get the drama out of it, then you then you get a little pushback from it, then people get wounded, they get in there, they get in their stuff, right? 
But there's a conversation there that you can have. Is it completely going to mitigate it every time? No. Because you have that friend, right? You have that friend that's going to do that to you, right? They're going to be difficult about it. And they're, they're not going to be happy with that idea. And they're, they're going to get in their ego and they're going to be all wounded about it. But remember that that's also a choice. When they get in their stuff and they're all wounded about it and they, they do their thing, you have a choice of what to do with that. It doesn't mean you have to give in. That's a place where you can hold your own. But it does give you a choice of what to do with the relationship. Do I want to be in a relationship with a person that expects that I'm going to do X, Y, or Z all the time at the drop of a hat, at their beck and call, right? Do I want to be in a relationship with a person that does that? That offers you a choice. You get to make a decision. You get to decide what to do. Do you see what happens when we start to master the illusion? When we start to see these relationships dynamics and how they play out and how screwy they are and what we think is happening versus what's actually happening. It's interesting how we call taking our choices back, making a boundary. Because there's a lot of presumption in our relationships. How many times have you assumed things of your own friends and family? How many of you are conscious of every time you request something from another person that it's a choice? Whether it's the I have a problem request or the can you help me move request or anything else or the do you want to go for drinks later request or whatever it is. Every single one of those things is a choice. The problem we run into many times is that we get really comfortable with each other and we stop asking the question. We stop verbalizing the question. And because we stop verbalizing the question and we assume the answer, depending on how many times they bring you things and assume stuff, it may or may not run you into a problem later on. So which relationships of yours do you struggle with in this way? And why did you stop asking the question? And the way to put the ba- the way to the way to put bring the question back is to realize that you have a choice. And then verbalize that. Magical, isn't it? It's magical. That's the choice. It's always there. You've always had it. 
but that presumption makes you feel like it got taken away from you. And so then you say, I need a boundary. No, you just need to make a choice. You need to recognize that the choice wasn't verbalized. And it's not that people are being mean. They're not trying to be jerks to you. You don't have to defend yourself from that. You just have to have awareness that it's there. And then be able to have the conversation, be able to verbalize that for yourself in a way that isn't defensive. You don't have to defend yourself. You need to honor your own ability to make a choice. And then accept that when you make the choice, that sometimes you might have that friend that's not going to like it that you made the choice. But that's their problem. Those are the things that you need to see. Is you're allowed to make a choice, the other person's allowed to be upset about it, and that's okay. But it stops there. You make a choice, they get upset at the end. And then you make a new choice. And then they make a new choice. And then you make a new choice. And then they make a new choice. And guess what? That's how every single relationship you have goes. With anything and anyone around you. Something happens, you make a choice. Something else happens, you make a choice. Something else happens, you make a choice. Everything, it's a ping pong ball game. With absolutely everything. And the choice can be what you say. The choice can be what you do. The choice can be how you feel. Everything is a choice. There is always a choice in there. It may be hidden. It may not be verbalized. But there is always a choice. And your job is to find it because that offers you your point of control. There is lots and lots and lots to think about in there, isn't there? So I'm going to leave you with that. And I want to take this opportunity to wish my American friends a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you are enjoying your feast and your family and friend time this holiday weekend. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing it with your friends. It would really help my little podcast and I would appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I will be back next week for some more fun and excitement. This has been Della Ren with Master Your Being. Have a good one. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to Master Your Being with me, your host, Della Ren. You can subscribe to my podcast and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Don't forget to catch me on my next episode. I'll see you soon.